think I'm up to something Dirty feet, I'm running, nigga, tryna find my way, 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 way I ain't got no man, no way to navigate I say fuck it, they gon' jam me anyway Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically HBCU. I'm Charslin. I'm Jamal. It's your boy Jordan. How y'all doing today? And then today with us, we have our special guest, Rodney Boyd. What's going on, everybody? My name is Rodney Boyd. I'm a uh, Morehouse grad, uh, class of 2014, and a proud member of Alpha Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Originally founded as Augusta Institute in 1867 in Augusta, Georgia, Morehouse College is located in Atlanta, Georgia, and is part of the Atlanta University Center. Named in honor of Henry Lyman Morehouse in 1913, this institution serves as a private liberal arts college for black men. Morehouse offers bachelor's degree programs in business, education, humanities, and physical and natural sciences. For more information, please visit morehouse.edu. So, uh, Rodney, um... I guess, why did you decide on Morehouse College out of the whole sea of HBCUs in the nation? <laughs> um, so, I, for, I, I mean, I think there was really only like two for me. It was either kind of Morehouse or, or Howard in the sense of, I knew in my college experience, I didn't want to go to a, a small college town. I had a cousin that went to a PWI in, in like a college town and he said like, you would just see everybody three times, like at the Walmart gas station and um, the dorm. So I was like, I need to be in a, a, a bigger, you know, like a big city. So Atlanta, DC, you know, maybe even Houston. But the biggest thing that did it for me was uh, when I came and visited my sophomore year, uh, it was raining and it could have been like, technically tours were canceled. But when they found out we had came all the way from uh, the Chicagoland area, um they did like a little makeshift tour for us and had us in king's chapel and like answer some questions and just walking on campus it felt like where i needed to be i think every hbcu grad i know like they did a visit beforehand they said when i got to my campus it just felt right and that was kind of like why i wanted to go to morehouse well why i chose morehouse um what got me interested was finding out dr king went there and just this idea that there was a place that was made for me as a black man just really kind of piqued my interest at the time. Uh, I guess a, a question for you. You, you mentioned uh, Chicago. Is that where you're from? I'm from the suburbs of Chicago. Before okay. the Chicago listeners really called me out. <laughs> I got you. Um, I guess being in the Midwest, was there a lot of exposure to HBCU? Like, was that like popular in your household or? You know, it's funny. My my godmother, her husband actually is a Morehouse grad, but I didn't know. Um, I have a couple of cousins that went to HBCUs, but it was just never, it was never a big deal. It was just kind of like, hey, they went off to college and, and did their thing and, and that was cool. What really kind of got me interested was a, a different world. He used to come on like every day before I went to middle school. Yeah, classic. Yeah, and I yeah. just was like, and and one day it clicked for me. It's like, wait, it's a school where it's like majority black people and like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. Like, yeah, and they're having a good time. And yeah, because I my high school I I went to was predominantly white, and so to see, you know, like it, once I realized the different world wasn't so much fictional, but like a representation of what I could really experience. I I kind of was like, I should look into this HBCU thing. Gotcha. Yeah, I respect that. I mean, just to give you a little background about us. I mean, our family really comes from a, 
uh, history of HBCUs, like Fort Valley, uh, Spelman, Clark Atlanta, Gramlin State. Um, so it was, it was really big for us. So it, it wasn't it wasn't uncommon or it wasn't a surprise when most folks, you know, knew um, that we all were going to HBCU. So I was just curious, you know, how, how they reached out to uh, uh, to Chicago. So that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. And actually, I'm 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 active in the alumni association and the Morehouse Alumni Association now. So Chicago is one of the, is a big area where we're actually getting a lot of students now. Uh, I think with social media and stuff, people throughout the country they're just becoming more aware of HBCUs and you know, that's a good thing for our school. Yeah. What, um, just out of curiosity, what, um, what side of uh, Chicago? What side? Well, yeah, so I'm like, when I'm an hour outside the city. I'm in the Western suburbs um, in Aurora, which is the second most um, yeah. largest city in, in, in the state. Yeah. So. All right, yeah, our, our uh, father's actually uh, from Maywood. Um, oh, so, okay. Yeah, so that's why that's, I was at. Yeah. That's, uh, so I was born in Bellwood. Okay. Which is right next door to Maywood. And, yeah. and my father was, uh, he was a police officer in Bellwood. So, yeah. yeah. So how was um, campus life for you? Like, why did you decide to, you know, get involved in a fraternity? Um... Campus like, you know, this is pre pre-COVID, so I'm, you know, I'm having some great flashbacks. It was so, you know, <laughs> it was so dope. Um, you know, to be honest, my father's an alpha. So, you know, I grew up seeing, you know, seeing alphas. Uh, but the big thing that kind of sold me was um around age when I was around age eight or nine, uh, my dad and his his L, his line brothers and some of their profiles, they started organizing yearly father-son trip they all had sons we all of the sons were we were all around the same age and so we're all in the Chicagoland area and we would go take the father-son road trip up to uh, Detroit to watch the Bears and the Lions play and you know just like that interaction of seeing like you know my dad had always been kind of my dad to me and seeing him around his boys and his frat brothers it really like you know made me see him differently but those trips really meant a lot to me and I thought it was so dope that they did it around their frat. And so like, you know, it was something I want, you know, I wanted in my life. I felt like I saw that bond meant, you know, more than just kind of the fun you have in college, but could really be something that, you know, a lifetime of like dope activities. Um, so that was kind of like the big driver. And then when I got down to campus, the alphas I interacted with, it was just a natural, you know, we just had some natural kind of uh, commonalities and similarities and, you know, but also, so different and they helped put me on to so much stuff. So it was it was kind of a natural clicking of the people that were there. We we connected and just knowing I always kind of wanted that fraternal bond in my life uh, from seeing it as a child. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I respect that. I I think it's real dope, you know, seeing what your what your pops and and his LBs did. Uh well, you know, we all make mistakes, you know what I'm saying? Um <laughs> Uh, now I'm just talking trash, man. Um, I, I I think that's really dope. I guess one question I have for you, just as someone who who did undergrad, do you think, um, how do you think being Greek shaped your undergraduate experience at Morehouse? Oh, I was all in. I, so I crossed as a, as a, I crossed in the fall of my sophomore year. So I spent my, the majority of my college experience as a member of a frat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was vice president and I was chapter president. So I, I was I was busy with the work of Alpha 
Um, I was on a step team. I was I was trying to get all my little stomp the yard experience, all my little <laughs> drum line. I, I was like, when I go to college, it's four years of being around black folks. I'm about to do everything I've seen on TV. Right, right. And, uh, and, and leave happy. So yeah, I was really big, big into the frat. Like I said, I was vice president, president, um, stepping, stepping, which was, you know, it was so cool because I was an athlete in high school and it kind of brought back that athletic feel and, you know, being on the team and to be able to travel to, you know, we, we were able to travel to uh, cities throughout the Southeast at the time. It was like a lot more step shows and we would perform. We would, we did, we got into this habit of performing at someone else's homecoming before ours. This is a prep, you know, right. to, in hopes of, of winning our show. So, um, yeah, that's right. The, the frat life, I, you know, the, the truth is on HBCUs, fraternities, sororities, they make campus life. You know, there's a campus programming organization and they do some dope stuff, you know, but a lot of the programs, you know, are done by the Greeks and, you know, we, we really play an important role. Um, as I've gotten older, I really like just encourage like my neos. I'm like, man, if y'all have some ideas that you can one day, like maybe have as a business, you know, like, man, I'm like, test it out through the frat as a program, you know, like this there we had a profile that used to be our social chair and he now owns a nightclub establishment you know i'm like if you have any idea bro just just use the frat to kind of expose the campus to it and and, and make it fun for him yeah um no i i 100 agree with that so at, at gramlin uh uh the cues what we did out you know, so while I was on the yard, we're often, you know, kind of little focus groups to see what we could try or to the larger state or to other states. And I mean, we 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 hosted parties in, in Dallas. We hosted parties uh, in Houston uh, and everything else. And it was just because we have a strong alumni base there. So it was cool for yeah, us okay. to, to kind of reach back out. Uh, so we could do, you know, like little, little small things on the yard, but also do, you know, big things um, in the region. Um, so outside of Alpha Phi Alpha, uh, were you involved in any other organizations? Um, so I was an RA, and in, and to me in college, like it's like you can only have so many because like <laughs> your schoolwork actually requires like a lot of effort. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I try not to spread myself too thin, but yeah, I was a resident assistant, which uh, my my sophomore and junior year, which I really loved. I have you know a lot of friends that are now in the friends and like you know little brother figures in the class of 2015 and 16 that I. Um, I connected with as a result of being a, uh, a RA in a freshman dorm. Um, one of the funny stories of being an RA was I got a call at 2 a.m. that my uh, some of my residents, they missed the party shuttle. They missed the last party <laughs> shuttle <laughs> at some club, at some, it was some hole in the wall, little, little joint. Um, it was in a bad neighborhood at the time. It was all, it was all Hank Aaron. And it was like, hey Rodney, can you come pick us up? I'm like, yeah, man, I got y'all, I got y'all. So it was like, it was like five or five or seven of them. I wouldn't pick up at like two a.m. after they'd missed the last party shuttle. But it was, overall, it was a good experience. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So, what was your major, and do you think that? Did you like kind of struggle when you first got there? Like kind of like you know how that transition from high school to college can be like pretty interesting. Like how was you know, I guess class life. Yeah, so I was, I majored in computer science. I graduated a degree in computer science. Um, and actually, because I was a STEM major, at the time, Morehouse had a grant that um, the, the purpose of the money was to try to help 
high, high schoolers that were transitioning into STEM prepare for um, the rigor of a STEM major. Essentially, Morehouse it was to it was to get Morehouse to re, uh, increase retention of STEM majors that uh, within the college. A lot of STEM majors they you know maybe they start for the first year and then end up changing the business, maybe something um, something else. Uh, so I did this program called HBCU Up, and they had us uh, take a math class and do some other stuff, and met some other like Morehouse professors that was in prep of us coming into. Uh, to college um, for our freshman year. So that helped a lot and gave me just a foundation and a comfort with campus um, and classes. But classes are difficult. You know, I hadn't programmed up to that point and I, I like wish I had explored coding in high school just before going into college. But what I loved about going to HBCU and I think, you know, so like kind of forgotten is I was just never afraid to ask any questions. I was never afraid to ask for any help. Uh, and I had class, I always had a, a classmate who was willing to just, you know, like help me understand whatever it was, and, you know, as well as I, if I was willing to actually like do the work because, you know, we're all, we were all black and we all knew what it was like to feel like the dumb, you know, like nobody wants to feel like the dumb black kid in class when it's not a majority black environment. And so, and you know, for that to kind of be that fear, like that, that weird anxiety to be taken away and everybody's like look I'm just trying to understand what's going on here um was really helpful so you know I think that's that's another thing about going to HBCU like it's it's really easy to find study groups because you know people are on it and they, they don't mind helping as long as like you're really serious um of those uh classes in that in that degree program what is your I guess most memorable in your computer science uh, program mm. I'm be honest, we had like this lab my junior year and um, the professor that ran it, he was just really about being practical. And he was, he just helped break down to us like what the world was gonna be like when we got out. He was like, yo, like this is how, he's like, yo, you know, like when you get a job and they say, we're gonna pay you 60,000 a year. This is like the breakdown of like what you're really gonna walk away with. You gotta take out your healthcare in it. You know, you gotta do this. Um, he talked to us about, you know, just like, some other routes. He was like, yo, if you're a professor, you can do, you know, he was like, I'm a professor and I have some entrepreneurial stuff I do on the side. So like, this is a, he, you know, I, that was memorable in that he was, we kind of, we kind of took away the academics and talked about the practicality of like yeah. the next steps of life. And I just really appreciated that because the truth is like, once you transition out of college, it is just like a weird adjustment because you go from, especially at, you know, coming from HBC, you go from like this really dope environment of like, you know, it's a lot of love. It's a lot of people who are like hoping to get you to, you know, be successful to have the adult world is just a little colder, a little more individualistic. And, you know, you're just, you know, in many cases, you may be separated from, you know, your friends you just spent four years, you know, with. So I think, you know, that was always the most memorable. And in, in, in the class, he said, like, most of you all will probably get a job that's not what you studied. He said, but you're a junior and it's too late to start over now. So just finish. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and it was just like, yeah, give us the real. Like, don't exactly. have us out here <laughs> six, seven years. You know what we're really going through. He's like, man, just finish, man. You can do anything with this. And, and so I really appreciated his practicality of like explaining what was next for life with us. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, like, I, I think 
more of that could be utilized because I think uh, I think that is a blind spot for a lot of uh, graduating seniors or, you know, what I'm saying like you have this idea just based on the literature of what it's going to be, but they never give you, uh, like you said, the practicality of it, you know, what I'm saying the, yeah. the, the realistic hurdles that you're going to hit as you transition into your uh, your career. Yeah. Right. And just, you know, I feel like. Maybe I, I'm curious how they message this to students now, but I feel like majors are less important to me. And that there's, you know, there's some courses, there's certifications. Like if you want to pivot, college at this point is just like a litmus test to see like, can you stick to something and complete it? I, to me, it feels like, and if you if you major in something, but you want to try something else, like you can pivot to that. You can you can find your way there. Yeah, it, it is a more of a test of your resilience and your resourcefulness than uh than anything uh, when it comes down to it. You know, if you zoom out a bit. So I have to ask, and I hope it's not too controversial. And I know we were talking about how um, HBCUs have gotten more awareness through social media. How did you feel about Morehouse's ceremony being all over social media a few weeks back? I know that's the welcome to the house ceremony. So how did you yeah. feel about it as an alum? Yeah, so um, on one hand, I was excited to see it. You know, like it brought back some memories for me. Um, it was dope. To, you know, it's been some years since I've seen it and, and you know, took place in it. I'm conflicted because I think it's good. On one hand, it's good that it's out there. I didn't, you know, for what I took for granted in terms of like this, this kind of grandiose and ceremonial, you know, welcoming ceremony. I've, I've now found out a lot of my friends and stuff who went to other colleges and even, even other HBCUs, they don't get that. They don't get the pomp and circumstance. And so, you know, where it's like, oh man, we kind of, you know, I feel like we got to kind of keep the secret sauce in because I'm sure some PWI is like, okay, well, like maybe if we copy what they're doing, we can retain our black kids and like, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it was dope that it was put out there to the world and the world can see like what was a part of making Morehouse a special place for, for black men. And, and, you know, so many people are just not used to seeing us in them, that pomp and circumstance, you know. So, oh yeah, I'm conflicted. I'm I'm happy that people get to see it. I, I just hope that it, you know, they don't copy us and, and they they do what's authentic to them. Yeah. Uh, so we we kind of we kind of discussed and I, I I think I think we tend to agree with you. Um, it was it was one of those things where, you know, going to Grambling, our, our my experience was completely different from that, and it's it's just kind of one of those things where I don't I didn't expect to have that experience because it's not more you know what I mean. Uh, I think the Grambling experience is authentic to to Grambling. Um, but yeah, I, I did kind of feel like one of those. That's that's like a sacred piece of the Morehouse recipe that it should just stay like you, only the initiated should know of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I, 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 I respect your, your perspective on that. Um, I, I was, it's just one of those things, but um, I guess switching gears a, a bit just to make it a little light. Um, what was your favorite undergraduate moment? Favorite undergraduate moment. Honestly, <laughs> I would be honestly. It was it was my junior year when my 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 chapter we won the homecoming step show. Okay. We really went stomp the yard on some like we you know like oh man we haven't won it like at the time I think it was literally like six years. Mm. 
we was like, we were like, man, we really going, you know, we were really practicing hard. We did two days for like a month in terms of like, we were getting up doing cardio in the morning and like practicing steps at night. So like to win it, it made, it paid off. And it, it was just like, like I said, kind of, you know, one of the things on my bucket list of like, all right, stump the yard moment, cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, it, you know, and it, it's, it's really, it's really a dope experience to kind of be, one of the highlights of homecoming in that aspect of like the homecoming step show is a thing. And, you know, we want to see these guys, you know, do, do it. And, and so, yeah, that was one of my best moments. Um, what year was this? That was fall 2012. See, that was my freshman year and I had bought tickets to all of the homecoming events. So that was my first time at a step show. And it was lit. Everybody went up. It was right after tailgate. We were tired, but yeah, it was lit. It was, and that was a good year. It was like I, all the frats we we participated, like all the frats from Morehouse participated, which is you know it's, it can be hard nowadays. But yeah, that was yeah, it was a good one on like a couple different levels. And then, what would you tell someone who's deciding between Morehouse and another HBCU? Man, I think you got to do you like. Although I love Morehouse dearly, I think it, it's an amazing place, and and I really, you know, want everybody to check it out. the The reality is, is it's not right for everybody. Some, you know, everybody needs a different experience. So I, go go where home feels, but go to HBCU, and and kind of to my point about like when I like what made me like when I decided on Morehouse was when I went and visited campus, and it just felt like home. Even though you know at the time we were in the middle of the West End and a little more hood than it is now um I felt you know I just felt safe I was like yeah this is where I need to be and, and you know I look back and I'm like yeah that was that was correct I, for four years I was in a place where where I felt like I needed to be and I think um you know if everybody if you can go to a campus and you feel at home pick that HBCU and if that place is more house then please go it'll change your life <laughs> got it so let's switch gears a little bit tell us about your game that you created yeah, so for the people out there, um, I created a, a trivia game, and it, the gameplay is similar to uh, Black Car Revolt in that there are factual questions um, that have real answers, and then there are more kind of cultural questions that you decide. And so it's all around HBCUs because I felt, you know, what's cool about Black people is that we have subcultures within ourselves, and the HBCU subcultures, what I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with, I think it's dope. It has a very, you know, kind of specific thing. And I thought it would be cool to bring that culture, you know, alive in, in the way of a game. And because I, I feel like right now, uh, adult games are kind of big and that people are looking for less technical ways to connect with one another. And, and that we're doing that through board and card games. And so um, that's always been a big thing for me and my family. So I created one as well. Um, and, you, you know, you can check it out at, hltrivia.com is a discount code that will uh, that I created for this podcast which I'll share it at the end of this episode so okay well let's get into the game I'm gonna play okay okay um I'm gonna start with a uh, I'm gonna start with a, a trivia question all right this state has the most active HBCUs in it is it a Alabama is it B Texas? C, North Carolina, or D, Georgia? 
Are we cripping because it's, it's C? It's C. Okay. I'm going, C. I'm, I'm going to vote for Alabama. Okay. And I'm actually going to say Georgia. It's Alabama. Oh, yeah, man. what do I win? <laughs> really? Yeah. I think North Carolina is second, though. Yeah, I think North Carolina, I'm pretty sure North Carolina has nine, and then it's like Georgia with eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna Alabama had Alabama has some smaller ones that people forget about, like yeah. uh, yeah. Steel Concordia, uh, Miles, Miles Steelman, Talladega, Talladega, A and M State, uh, Oakwood. Know. Man, yeah, it's um, it's some that uh ducked off that he said Alabama. I was like, ooh. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. like, uh, that one that's that dark horse that you just forget about sometimes yep right yeah. and then you know like there's just not a major city that the country you know focuses on there yeah in alabama yep, yep. Uh, um okay so this one this one is uh this one is uh you know like a like a um, majority rules question i'm sure all right the best time to send that you go on a homecoming text is a 90 days out b before you decide if you're going c a month out or d when you make your uh flight reservations i'm uh, i'd have to say if if anything it was gonna be before i decide <laughs> before i decided if I'm going. you see well, who all gonna be there <laughs> yeah you know who gonna be there because you know that matters <laughs> right right, right. I would say when you book your flight, just because it's like you you going to homecoming, but you trying to see if plan A works. If plan A don't work, you got to fall back. You know, okay. have enough time to have plan B. Okay, you want some, okay, okay. you making adjustments like a football coach. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> she, got the, she got the audible there on the wrist. She like, all right. <laughs> oh, <he> not <laughs> um, you know. I know it's the majority rule, but I think we all three got different answers. Cause I was gonna say a month out, because you know, you know, black folks plans will change quickly. Yeah, look, so, the night before. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't really need to know when I book my flight. Cause you know, loud, you know, people tell you all the time, oh man, I'm, I'm gonna book mine too. A month passed, they still ain't got their flight. So I was just bullshitting. And you know this, man. I think a month out, you get more concrete. You get more more real responses. Life to kind of right, sit right. in. They know if they're gonna pay their rent or they're gonna buy their homecoming ticket. Like <laughs> you, you kind of know what's gonna happen at that point. Decisions, um, decisions. Yeah. You know what? I'll vote for that, Jordan, because that, that is true. I need to figure <laughs> hey, out. If I need to keep he, my lights on. He used sound logic. Sound logic. Uh, if I may amend my answer, I will join this gentleman here. Yes, yeah. we do be flaky and. <laughs> No, because yeah. it's not and it in this it's crazy because it's it's not that people don't want to go it's does their the lifestyle that they've been maintaining their whole year will it allow them to go yep. <laughs> right did yep. they did they prepare for this exactly yeah. do they even have leaves because you know they even have a hot girl and whatever whatever the guys use summer they say hot boy summer oh okay so they yeah. say hot boy summer now but and then the other thing I think for a month out is that they got the uh, that COVID twenty two and all yeah. the other stuff they got out there. <laughs> you need to know 
Man. was legal in Man. real time. Yeah. Are they still yeah. gonna have the concert? Are they still yeah. gonna have the concert? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. no step shows. Oh, okay. All right, no tailgating. No, no not going. Yeah, yeah. Save this money. Do y'all, y'all think we have a homecomings this year? I think they're gonna pull them off. I don't know, man. I think it's gonna be 50-50, man. Uh yeah, I think same. I think I think some states, rather, some schools, it's it's, it's kind of homecoming or bus, sad to say. Uh I think I think some people I think with COVID fatigue, some people gonna have a homecoming whether the school has one or not. You know I what agree. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they gonna people up. gonna be in town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because I think when people, I think when Stoneman and Morehouse drop their homecoming days, people are like, I'm about to book my flight. And I'm like, um, you know, Delta and her line sisters out here wreaking havoc. Yeah. But Georgia is pretty open. So I, I agree, whether they tailgate or not, Atlanta is open. Yeah, yeah. People gonna gonna come to the city. Yep. Texas too. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Prairie View. Texas, I wouldn't be surprised if they still go up just because yeah. it's Texas. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got another trivia question for y'all. Uh, this one, which HBCU has produced the most Rhodes Scholars? Is it A, Howard University, B, Spelman College, C, Hampton University, or D, Morehouse College? Ooh, those are some heavy hitters. <laughs> uh, you, you know, if I just had to shoot from the hip, I'm going to say Spellman. Something in my the back of my head has because my I wanna I wanna go with Howard, but something like no no nah, nah, nah. it's not this time. This is the one like, time it ain't Howard. <laughs> I feel like if I don't go with Spellman, they're gonna drag me. But I I'm I'm tiptoeing between Howard and Spellman. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Howard. I'm sorry, y'all. Well, you know, they said when you don't know the answer, go with C. And I think Morehouse was C. So I'm going to go with Morehouse. Let's see what happens. Oh, doggone it. Well, I'm still going to go with Hampton then. Screw it. Okay, okay. Let's go with it. Uh, it's Morehouse. Morehouse is ah, I should have stayed with uh, it. <laughs> uh, I should have I known the deck was loaded. <laughs> it has been Morehouse. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm just letting. I'm just letting y'all know facts. You know, understood. Oh man, you know that's just the facts of the matter. But um, okay, here's another good majority rules one. This person is on every HBCU campus. A, an alum who won't leave campus and move on with life. B, an activist. C, a party animal with straight A's. Or D, someone who's always on campus but not enrolled. <laughs> oh, talking about, about, about run that back, run that back. I want to make sure. I want to make sure I heard all of these because I think I heard them. The person, this person, is on every HBCU campus. Is it a an alum who won't leave campus and move on in life? Is it b an activist? <sighs> c a party animal with straight A's? Or d someone who's always on campus but not enrolled? Oh man! Oh man! The, the, the first and the last is. Yeah, it's gonna be a photo finish, baby. It's gonna be a photo finish because I'm gonna say, yeah, I think in Atlanta, I'm going to say D. (laughs) I'm gonna say D because when you said, I was like, ooh, because we had people come up Wednesday, it's like, yeah, it's it's D because 
It's deep. Uh, you know, I'm I'm very, very, every now and then, they got to go pay some bills. <laughs> but D, D is always. Everybody remember that person. They're like, oh, he was in class this whole time. He don't go here. <laughs> but, yeah. Always on the yard. Just on the yard. You never see him inside a building. Just on they the They want to turn up, too. They want to turn yeah. Outside the calf. <laughs> Hey, no uh, what's up, man? What's up? What's up, brother? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. You, you come back home, come in the same outfit. He's like, yeah, but <laughs> you, you you do see him in class until that drop date, and after that, it's just Ooh. they they. <laughs> <laughs> he's just here with it. <laughs> yeah, it just man, look, it was a few man. Let me let me not. <laughs> man, that drop here used to be crucial. Oh man, the purge, yeah. as they call it. Oh man, yeah, yeah, exactly. You said right, the purge, because did, did they used to do that to y'all. What you mean? Morehouse, there is if you don't they if you don't meet the financial, uh, you oh, know, yeah. like commitment, they they are purging you, but it's they kicking you it's out like of class, that. but there's still some time for you to actually get the money. But they just like yeah, but you can't take that spot yet. Exactly, like. You know, Grambling, there's a statement that comes along with where everybody is somebody with a fee sheet. If you ain't got that fee sheet, you ain't nothing. You are literally nobody. Results may vary. Yes. Exactly. I say you are a baby without a social security card or a birth certificate. You just there. Yeah. And and you 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 liable, your class liable to go from 30 to 20 quick. Yep. Um, and then you walk out and you see, you look to your left, that financial aid office, and that line is up through there because yeah. everybody's trying to get in. <laughs> like a Donda listening party. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's mad. That, yeah, yeah, the first few weeks, everybody, everybody up at financial aid. Look. Uh, you can I give us a. I, I think I think the financial aid office. I think I think it's that's an HBCU trial by fire. Like everybody, I mean, if you if you fortunate enough, we ain't got to ever go there. Then that's excellent. But I feel like at some point in time or another, you are gonna step yeah, foot off in that financial aid office. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Or something. Some yeah. didn't clear like it was supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Some. But you you so like it, it like you said it's a part of the kind of the character building, right? Like I was. In my adult life, I'm I'm very, I have copies of everything now, and yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, it's just this ain't right here. We not go. Who I need to talk to? I need a name. Exactly. It's 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 those. You know, it's the struggles of an HBCU that I love most uh, because they prepare you for actual life. You know, what I'm saying those right. things that those unexpected uh, blips in the matrix <laughs> that you you were like nah nah it's gonna go right no 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 nothing yeah. like there's nothing goes right all the time you gotta be prepared right. for you gotta be prepared for that that mistake you know what I'm saying because and sometimes it's just that you know a simple simple uh, accounting error <laughs> uh you know they they uh <laughs> dyslexia <laughs> they flipped the number you know Oh, yeah, right. so my so my scholarship went to somebody else. I need you to put it. <laughs> you ain't funny. Oh, baby, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, your money to somebody else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like those, I the the trade off between racism and the 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 financial aid office struggles. Yes. 
I take financial aid office every time. Every time. Oh yeah. Because yeah. at least at the financial aid office is gonna be entertaining. Yes. You're right. Because you're right. gonna see some nonsense go off of <laughs> you really gonna see some nonsense. You're gonna see students in there fussing with somebody, somebody been waiting for an hour, somebody trying to get their transcript. And especially with the transcript, like you have to it's funny because they ain't got anything but printed off, but you have to pay a certain amount if you want to expedite it. Yes. And yeah. like um, can y'all just go print this off right quick and hand it to me? Like, what are y'all doing? Nah, what do you nah. mean? It's a, it's a, you know, they, they print it from a different printer when you want to expedite it. And that yeah. ink is more expensive. You know, I'm just right. giving, giving the background story. Here. It's always somebody in there. They're like, baby, you're in the wrong office. You got to go over here. Yeah. Been it's there always the like wrong office. <laughs> baby, baby. Yeah. Oh, oh no. You need, you need student accounts. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you oh, no, you, you, you good, you good, but you we, we need to get your housing and then as your housing, then you're gonna need to go to the meal plan, then you come back and see us. Like, yeah. nigga, I stood yeah. in line for 30 minutes, <laughs> and then the funny thing is, you stand in line. Oh, no, I only have the student's last name A through L. Oh, you man. in the wrong line, baby. <laughs> man, but we have oh, this it definitely got to get turned out at that point. Yeah, yeah, today, today we're gonna spell right. Harvey. With a C, <laughs> right, all right. It's silent. It's on the front. It's just silent. yeah, yeah. Man, all right. I got another majority rules question for y'all. I think this is gonna be interesting given our mix. Uh, so the best parties took place at uh, the student center slash gym, a house party, a house nearby, the club, or the dorm. Man. Ooh. For I'm me, it was always the, the house party. Yeah, same. I'm going to go house party. They, they were going up out there in the country. Man, look. <laughs> ain't no lie. Ain't no, ain't no uh, sound uh, noise ordinance. No. Nah. <laughs> it go up to the liquor run out. Yeah, and you and you ain't hearing nothing but Boosie and uh, New Orleans bounce music. It's a whole oh, bunch man. of jiggling going on. Come on. House yeah, party. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Rather than just sweat, just have to look. Time. Just hey, if you if you need to detox, this was the party <laughs> because you're gonna sweat everything you just drunk right out. I would give y'all the the house parties, but those dorm parties when we weren't supposed to be having them, they went up. There. <laughs> I agree. I agree. like it was like we ain't really supposed to be here, but. You know, we're gonna have a good time while we're here. And that was the first there time was... I had ever clear at a dorm party. Oh yeah. Welcome to college. Oh you okay. see was lit. 98 octane. Understood. Understood. Hey, we were it's economical. Cheap. <laughs> right. It's cheap. You don't need a lot of it either. Right. No. And you got your, your warm Hawaiian punch. You did. Yeah. Well, I don't know why that's the why I don't know why of all the juices, that's the combination and everybody put with Everclear. Because because <laughs> it, it, it completely it completely masks the Everclear. You drinking it like it's Kool-Aid. Next thing you know, you don't know what city you in. No <laughs> like you just you jig it all. <laughs> it's like, how, did how did I get here? How did I get here? Right, we can go for right. one last question. Okay. Okay. I want to shout. Okay, I want to shout out some some other colleges. So y'all, yeah, big thing with the game. I'm trying. You know, we I think we got about eighty percent of all colleges. The ones we didn't get were like the junior college, the historically black junior colleges, that's it, and community colleges that are out there. 
Okay. But we show love to everybody. So here's a here's, here's a good question, uh, especially with football season kicking off. Uh, December 27th, 19, 1892, these two colleges played in the first black college intercollegiate football game. Is it A, Talladega College and Philander Smith College? B, Russ College and Tugela College? C, Simmons College and Harris Stowe State University? Or is it D, Livingston College and Johnson C. Smith University? Oh, first two black colleges to play a, a college football game. I'm about to pull a Jordan and go with C. <laughs> 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 was was C the one that uh, included Rust? Uh, C no B was Rust in Tougaloo. Uh, C uh, B was Robbie. Rust in Tougaloo. C was si- uh, Simmons and Harrison Stowe State University. And see, it would be the B or the C because that uh, that Harris Stowe for whatever reason is is in my head of being one of the older ones. And Man, that's tough. But I, well, see, one thing I will tell you I, I like about this game, brother, I'm learning. And I, yeah. I, I love to learn about my HBCU. Yeah. Man, I'm going a, I'm to a go against the crowd. I'm going to go with Johnson C. Smith, D. You are correct. It is Johnson C. Smith and Livingston oh, College. Oh, first oh, yeah. the Black Warriors, the two HBCUs to play the first uh, college football game. And that yeah. was like a – and that was like a big – you know, to your point, of like that was a big, like, thing I was trying to do, like – I did a lot of research to make sure everybody in a school felt included in some form or fashion. I really learned a lot about our, our schools. And so the trivia questions, they really helped with, you know, just learning like about colleges you didn't go to, but then the green ones remind us of like the things that kind of connect us universally. The, the majority rules that are like the questions that connect us universally as HBCU, you know, students and grads and supporters. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a great game because, like I said, it's some stuff that I learned today. Like, <laughs> yeah, hello, yeah, man. I, I I appreciate you doing that, and putting it together, especially like the I think the attention to detail to uh, cater to eighty percent of the of, of the universities. I'm mean, because at the end of the day, you being the I guess the the founding organizer of the game, you can always you know add to it or you know come yeah, up with yeah. different versions. Because like Black Heart Revolt, I think they got. So it's like many. different types of black like art. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you can always like spice it up like that. But man, that's, that's really dope, man. That's like for real, for real. Yeah, no, I yeah. appreciate y'all having me on and, and allowing me to share with, with you and, and your audience because, you know, like uh, what we've all, you know, realized is like HBCUs are in a time we're getting a lot of love. And I think it's important, you know, like we, we find different ways to celebrate them, you know, so as people yeah. are, are creating clothing lines and and things I wanted to throw, you know, a trivia game in, in as a way we can celebrate our, our, our institutions that we all love. Yeah, that's dope, man. That is dope. Yeah. Uh, I guess before we get too far, and and I may ask for it again, but I just don't want folks to miss it. What's the uh, where can they find the game, and, and what does that offer code look like? Yeah. So uh, the game you go to hltrivia.com, mm-hmm. and if you use the code UHBCU. You get a ten percent discount off your purchase, nice. and so there's no limit. You can get as many games as you want. You can buy them for someone else. But if you use that code UHBCU, you'll get a ten percent discount off the whole purchase. Yeah, I know. I know what I'm getting some of my Lion Brothers for Christmas this year, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I in, my, in my head, I was like, oh man. 
Households that didn't know they was about to learn. They about to right. learn. They're gonna, they gonna learn today. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. For sure. Uh and and, and I'm, I'm I'm gonna turn it over to you, but I did I just had one question uh for you. And it's just more so in the vein of I think it kind of culminates what I've heard you you say and represent uh with your HBCU experience, how you got introduced to it, um, and even why you why you you know, even the creation of the game. Uh, what's one thing you tell like the next generation of HBCU uh, enrollees? Because I mean, um, we've seen the past, I'll say year or so, uh, a significant influx due to um, increased funding, uh, the, the social injustice of, of, of last summer and everything else. Uh, so what would be your message? Um, man, I would say, you know, like College, you know, like I look back and I feel like college is, is such a fertile ground to just explore and connect, you know, anybody at the HBCU don't, you know, you make sure, I, I, one, make sure you're loving and respecting everybody on campus um, because there's so much, you know, like the, what makes our institutions great is the, is the students it, they bring together, right? Morehouse is a cool place from like a physical standpoint and like what the administration does, but the magic is, is the people that it brings together. And so, you know, so treat everybody right on campus and really like come together and, and just, you know, explore and experiment because I think, I think we need to start pushing like our black college students to understand like you all have the, are in a space where you all can really kind of create the next wave that changes the world, right? We talk about, you know, Facebook was started in a dorm room. It had other sinister kind of start, you know, kind of start rating girls. But like the idea of like, hey, if we really just ran with an idea we have, like it could be the next big thing. And I really want to see our art. And I think HBCUs are going to be the place where we we solve those black issues. You know, we we were, you know, it, we know America's crooked, you know, but if people at HBCUs really come together, I think that's where we can figure out how to how to help our community navigate around it. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say to like, you know, current students and the next wave of students. Yeah. Really, really hone in and use that time to to, you know, to run with whatever wild ideas you have. That's dope, man. I respect that, man. Appreciate that uh, insight. Thank you. So thank you so much for joining us, Rodney. Would you like to plug in any of your socials? Um, yeah, just follow the game on uh, Instagram and Facebook at High Learning Trivia. Um, you know, we're, we're going to be doing some stuff where, you know, we got some press coming this fall. Like, we really want to make a big push for with the homecoming and holiday season. Um, and, you know, once again, just thanks for having me on the platform. You know, I love I love talking about Morehouse. I love, talk, you know, talking about HBCU. So it's, it's always great to be, be in a, a room of like-minded people. Perfect. Love Thank you. Catch us on the podcast next time. Bye, guys. All right. Bye. Take it easy. Peace.